Are we finally ready to start? Live from the City of Roses. I thought this would be funny, but it's not. This is L-A-A-F. Everyone thinks we're incompetent. With Grace Faye. I just want to tell you all how happy I am to be back in the studio. Grace! And another unsung blue-collar hero. Jimmy McCammon. Don't you sometimes hate yourself? Constantly. The old team together again. Oh. Nothing can stop us. Please. This you must have dreamed about this moment for a thousand times. Is L-A-A-F. How'd you like it? Oh, I didn't. Thank you. I'm going to leave them the worst review. I love it, Pomona. And And welcome to another of our series of interviews with things makers and stuff doers. Today I had the privilege and honor to talk with an old friend of mine who has gone into the business of being a children's author. Her new book is available now on Amazon.com. It is called I Don't Celebrate Anything, and it's a funny, snarky, heartwarming take on the other side of celebrating holidays as a kid. So if you want to find out more, go there on Amazon.com and check out Donna's book, I Don't Celebrate Anything. And now the LAAF podcast is proud to present author Donna Newman. I'm here with uh, my old friend and um, author of a brand new book that's out there that I personally got uh, for uh, my uh, step niece for uh, for Christmas, and it's a it's a great read. It's fun. It's a little snarky, and um, it can be enjoyed by all types of kids. But also, it's for a specific kind of kid um, too, or at least about a specific kind of kid. Um, so for for the for the few ADD people who uh, will tune out in 20 seconds. Just tell them where to get the book and um, and what it's about and what it's called right up top. Okay, it's called I Don't Celebrate Anything. You can buy it at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Or you can check out my website at AnnieThePorcupine.com. And it's about Annie the Porcupine who doesn't celebrate any holidays. All right. Um, so where did the, where did the, uh, the idea that, like, I mean... You know me, and we know each other, and we share this as a weird quirk of our past, is that like I, I didn't celebrate any holidays because of like my parents' religion um, growing up. And so, and like my girlfriend thinks that it's so weird and that it damaged me for life. <laughs> and like, you know, but I mean, it was okay. I don't really, I don't really feel scarred by it or anything. But so, but where did the inspiration come for your character who doesn't celebrate any holidays in their home life? Okay. So, um, yes, I was raised, um, I have, I actually go to different schools virtually and I've had kids ask me, at least every time I go to a virtual tour, they ask me, well, why don't you celebrate holidays? Um, Because my parents didn't feel that celebrating holidays was important at the time. Um, So that's what I always tell everybody is the reason we didn't celebrate holidays growing up. Um, But I always had this book in the back of my head, but the main reason I wrote the book was because I'm a teacher and um, I teach kindergarten and young five. So I've been teaching for many years and I went to a conference and they talked about how children's books should be mirrors and you should be able to see yourself in that book. And I started thinking about it and I see Christmas books. I have children's books about Kwanzaa. I have children's books about Hanukkah. I have children's books, tons of children's books about Christmas. And I have children's books about Diwali. I have all these children's books, but I didn't have a children's book about that one child who, like you or me, who didn't celebrate Christmas. 
right. or didn't celebrate Hanukkah or any holidays. And so I kept coming up with this in my head. I really think that this needs to be a book. I really need to think this needs to be a book. I really need to think this is a book. And then um, April, we're in the middle of a pandemic. There's stuff on the news that is just tear jerking to me. And I was crying and I came, my husband came home and I was bawling. And he um, said, what is the problem? And I said, I don't understand why people are so unkind and why people don't understand that we're all different and that different is being is okay. I said, it really reminds me of my story. And he goes, then write it. So I sat down that night and wrote out a rough draft of it and started asking some of my friends and family, you know, hey, do you, what do you think? And within a month I had the story. That's great. Yeah, this has been such, I mean, this has been such a horrifying time in most ways, but also, you know, I'm really proud of the people who have had that idea in the back of their head for years and, you know, and have said, oh, if only if I had the time, would I pursue that idea, you know, and like, here you are faced with the time. And I know more people than not who who didn't didn't get started on their idea you know what i mean and and that's totally human and i understand that but but that only proves how like difficult it, it is even when you do have the time this is laaf just doing the podcast on like we do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday now, where it used to come out just sort of sporadically whenever I felt like it, and I didn't even have any guests. It was really bad, like just me talking, and <laughs> so like I mean, even that, the, you know, this time I was able to be like, well, I'm dedicating that to, um, you know, to at least advancing how I can. You know, I might be limited by the whole thing that's going on, but at least I'm going to do what I can. So, um, so, so you worked on, uh, your draft for a few months and then like, so when did you get serious where you were like, I'm going to shop this around, I'm going to like sell that. And when did you start talking with someone who published? And so what ended up happening is, you know, I wrote out the rough draft. I wrote it. It was, it became like my labor of love. I spent a good couple of months on it. And the first thing I did is I contacted a couple of my friends who happened to us at elementary school or preschool or kindergarten. And I said, Hey, I have this book and my husband and my daughter and my son all think it's great. They think that I should think about getting it published. What do you think? And everyone read it said, yeah, you probably should attempt to, to do something with it. So that's kind of what it went from there. Um, so probably the middle of June, when I started talking, I talked to two or three different publishers. And when I settled with Dart Frog, um, we are we knew we wanted it out by Thanksgiving because, you know, technically it's a holiday book. And um, but, you know, it's not an easy process. You still have to come up with an illustrator. And 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 I had actually talked to another publishing company and they didn't want didn't think it should be a porcupine. They thought it should be a bunny rabbit. And I'm like, no, it needs <laughs> you know. And so it was it was kind of a back and forth thing. It was a huge learning experience. And then even after the book was published, it wasn't done because then the publishing company saying, well, because you can't go on, you know, book tours and you can't do any of that stuff, you're going to have to kind of brand yourself other ways. And another blessing is my son, um, Cody, is actually going to school for graphic design, which is not what he wants to do. But that was the degree part of his 
program that he was in, yeah. his graphic design. So I was able to go to him and said, hey, I need, they're telling me I need to have a website. They're telling me I need to have a book trailer. They're telling me I need to have all this stuff. And he's like, okay. So he, him and I worked together and we came up with um, AnnieThePorcupine.com website and we worked on a book trailer. So it's been a labor of love for like the whole family. So everybody's involved in it. Annie did not, as in as involved, Annie's my daughter, who we, is the main character, which you remember her from when she was a little child. But That's right. um, yeah, Annie, Jimmy used to babysit Annie years, years ago. So anyway, but um, That's she how didn't old have I much am. of it. Is uh, yeah, yeah, um, is, Annie's 30. So, thank you. yeah, think about yeah. that. So Annie's I'm, 30 now. Let me just do the math here. I am 1 million and 82. <laughs> and I'm 1 million and 83. So, anyway, so that was um, so everybody kind of had a part in it. Um, Annie's was more motivational, like you know, mom, I think it's going to be a good book, but you know, so but sh- so then the book came to be- pass, and I actually dedicated it to Annie because. She's the reason I celebrate life because she's my baby. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. She's she's so. a she's a great reason to celebrate. I've been enjoying uh, seeing and hearing more from her. This is LAAF. Well, we got into a uh, 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 comment off uh, just uh, this morning, I think. Or uh, <laughs> was yeah. it about the espresso coffee? Yes. That's yes. right. And you were saying you were offering to bring her. Uh, okay. I imagine like where you live, everybody's fueled by coffee anyways, right? They would understand my, my mentality. I mean, um, well, and I was, I was surprised. Yes. Yeah, so this morning she said she, that she asked for an extra shot of espresso in her coffee and they wouldn't give it to her. And, um, just on the side note, Annie is a mail carrier. Like my, her, my husband is, and she's working seven days a week, 12, 13 hour days. So she needs that little extra boost. Yeah. <laughs> they they wouldn't give it to her this morning at at one of the drive-through <laughs> coffee places. <laughs> so what has America anyway. come to? You should be able you should be able to order as many extra shots in your coffee as you want. <laughs> so yes. Yes. So, one, is, um, one is a red eye, uh, two is a black eye, and you just go up from there. Make it up, pink eye, green eye, you know. I uh, yeah, I was I was I was a little surprised. I offered to take her coffee, and she called me, and she said no, that she was halfway done for her day. So I was like, oh. okay, so that's yeah. that's pretty. Yes, powerful. we have drive through. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, yes, I didn't realize you had commented on it. All I see is. I'm dragging and I'm being bongo. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to LAAF. So, so tell me, do you, um, do you keep up the, what, what was like behind, um, the psychology, uh, of your parents who didn't prefer celebrating holidays and like, um, and like, do you keep up with that in, in any way, you know, in your home life, uh, do you just kind of nix them or buy presents for each other whenever you want or what, what's your, well, um, one of the things about the that I wanted to make sure that people knew is I wasn't bashing anybody's religion because everybody has the right to their own views. And I've actually had children in my classroom who didn't celebrate Christmas, but also did so, you know, like that were not 
of my or your religious background. They're just there's other reasons that they don't celebrate holidays. Yeah. Um, and I actually had a reader, an adult reader, who called me up crying, saying that she did celebrate ho- she did celebrate Christmas, but she was so poor and her family was so low income that she didn't have it, that they didn't have a tree. Yeah, that they that had could be another gifts. reason. Yes. Yeah, yes. So there's lots of other reasons, and it actually reminds me of that movie, The Polar Express. But the one little boy, like he won't give up his Christmas present, and they keep asking him why, and he goes, "Because Christmas doesn't work out for me this way. You know, Christmas doesn't work out for me." So that's another whole other reason for the book. So for me, um, yes, I do celebrate holidays. It is a choice that I made with my husband. When my husband and I got married, I said, this was my past. This is how things were. And he grew up completely different. But we've always made sure that holidays are not about exchanging gifts. Holidays are about family, which is what I try to come up with the point at the end of the book is it's about being with your family. Your family is your most important gift that you can have. And now that I don't have either of my parents, I think I ex- that that resonates with me even more. Yeah. Because it the memories of my childhood is, is what I can give to my kids. Yeah. So as your perspective they're not changes. Gonna remember. Yeah. Yes, your perspective changes. So they're not going to remember the oh at Christmas morning I had this and this. They're yeah. going to remember the little things that we do. And if you ask my kids. You know, like, what are some of your, you know, memories? They'll usually say it's something like, hey, I remember every year we always play. Nerf whatever. football. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's Monopoly. The... Now it's now it's Cards Against Humanity. Please don't judge. Oh, all right. Yeah, well, everyone's growing up. That's a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and we have, like, every version. So we have Disney Against Humanity and Muggles <laughs> Against Humanity. So, yeah. So <laughs> we, we've, we've moved beyond the the candy land and shoots a ladder games. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to I was um uh listening to uh someone someone who does a podcast and and they were talking about the Christmas experience, you know, someone who has kids. I always find it interesting. I have no kids myself just like by extension I have uh, remotely mm-hmm. adopted kids. And uh, uh, and um, so I was listening to this person talk about the experience of Christmas morning and how it was all about like, you know, making sure they had the batteries and making sure, you know, that everything could be programmed to talk to each other since it was all like video game stuff. They have boys, you know, right. and and I was just like, you know, I was just like, I don't know. I the way the way that I do it, which is the only just the way that I've crafted it or whatever, it wouldn't matter one way or another if you you received or even gave a single thing, you know, because you get time off, you get time, you know, a couple of days to just spend completely with, you know, whatever family you have nearby or maybe go and take a trip and see someone. And um, yeah, and I just think, you know, we have a materialistic culture you know, which is great for some things, but which is bad for maintaining that value, you know, that the time spent together is really the important part. So it's, um, it's cool. You know, the only way these ideas get introduced to kids too, is through some sort of media, you know, they'll, you know, little, little kids who used to be, you know, gay or whatever. Um, and when I was a, a young person, they had no, you know, no one out there in the public to identify with and stuff. And so, you know, the more perspectives there are out there in the public in um, children's media, you know, and in media of all kinds, 
it, you know, the better because that kid who feels weird might now have this thing that they can identify with and say, hey, look, I'm not weird. There's a book about this. Well, not only that, which is, I agree, because that's like they said, the mirror, you know, your mirror, mirror being able to see yourself. But yeah. I'm also hoping that it might help that another child realize that that kid isn't weird. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, because we children don't they don't always understand they understand you know they're they're used to what they they do in their family and they don't understand that there are other things that happen and so um because it's a little bit jarring you know when you're a kid you do have that like language basically that you speak with only your family and it's jarring enough to like in, get in the outside world and run into people who have maybe never even heard of words you say or or things that you you know because we didn't celebrate the traditional holidays we had a day i think we had like twice a year <laughs> called toy day where we would go get toys you know and um and so i got out into the real world and i was like i remember being shocked that other kids didn't have toy day This is LAAF. The more there's that all, uh, you know, you've had a story or a cartoon or uh, a family story or something like that that's been your way into, you know, being different, you know, the better, the better off you are. It's not as jarring. <laughs> well, and yeah, and that's the thing. And, you know, I grew up in the 70s. So in the 70s, it was a completely different era and it was a different time and there was a lot more um things had to fit into this box you know we are expanding more as as a culture and we're starting to to um embrace more differences yeah you know as a culture we're embracing more differences where in the 70s it was a lot more compact and i've actually had somebody ask me you know so you really did it like kids called you weird and i'm all like Kids called me weird. I sat in the hallway during holiday things. Yeah. I don't blame my parents for it. I don't think my parents realized that that was what was going on, you know? Um, yeah, no. So, you know, they, they would, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have clicked in their head. So, you know, and even in the 80s and 90s, children still had it. But now, you know, one of the reasons I became a teacher was because I always wanted to make sure that there was that there was ever one of those children that they were not going to feel like they were excluded or they felt weird. And I think as a profession, teachers are getting a lot better at making sure that every child is included in everything. So, yeah, I think um, more and more people are buying into the idea that like, um, that like, even, even if a kid is the only one, you know, like, um, a, a brand new thing, no one's ever thought of, you know, like, like maybe it's worth giving them the okay and just letting them be that thing and supporting them in that and seeing where it goes, you know, I mean, if it's not harmful, then that, you know, and I think just like more and more educators and just people in society, you know, workplaces are like this too, where, I know my first few jobs, if you had like a tattoo, you'd have to wear like a long shirt. And, you know, if you had piercings, you'd have to maybe even take them out for like, <laughs> and so like, uh, you know, the, I think the society is um, kind, kind of coming to terms with the variety of people. Right. And as I said, that was kind of the reason why I wanted this is because I really do feel that, you know, we're talking, people talk a lot now about racial differences and cultural differences. And I said, well, what about religious differences and, and, and people who don't even have, there's people who don't celebrate 
who don't have any religious preferences at yeah. all. So I said, that's what this book is for is because there are a lot of people out there who don't fit into that, as I said, that little box and they needed they needed something. And as I said, I'm getting I've had people, uh, two or three different people who have responded who are of different backgrounds than, than anything that I grew up with, who are finding something that they're able to connect with with the book that I didn't even think about. So like I had one group in my head when I was writing the book and now I found a lot more people who are like, wow. That's, you, you know, know what occurred to me is like kids, um, a lot of kids come from a background like either, you know, um, showbiz is like this or, oh, especially the military is like this where the kid's moving around a lot, you know, and sometimes like, um, so I don't know, uh, like in our family, it was grandma, gra- both grandmas on both sides that were the ones that were like totally in charge of the Thanksgiving, the Christmas, you know, and so... Um, so there's, there's quite a few families who have never experienced like the traditional thing, or maybe even just like learned somehow to skip it over, you know, more incidental than like you or I, but like, um, uh, you know, they, they just sort of never inculcated that into their life, you know, uh, you know, and, and it's funny too, because those, they call them the formative years, but it's like, things are forming. Like that's when like your biggest habits form basically. You know, and so hardly anyone that I've come across knows exactly like what the experience is to to go and be around the holidays and have your family not like partaking at all. I imagine if the roles were reversed and I was one of the normies, <laughs> like like I would be very interested to find that out, you know, in in, in any case. So, um, so so Annie's a porcupine. Annie is a porcupine in the book. And 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 about the illustrator, how did you how did you find uh, your illustrator? And like, when did you meet? You had already written out all of the dialogue. Uh, yeah. So the. The, the dialogue, everything was already written. That uh, um, Actually, the publisher said, hey, we think we have an illustrator that, that would be a good fit for you. Um, and they sent me some of her sample work. Yeah. And then I kind of looked at it. And as I said, my son's going, my son's an artist. So he's going to graphic design school. But that, you know, that's the stepping stone for what he wants to do. So I'm showing him it. And so we kind of said, oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, could you give her like the first page of the book and see what she comes up with. And the very first page she drew, she just kind of sketched it out what she was thinking. And as soon as she sent it to me, I'm like, that's Annie. Nice. So, <laughs> so um, we've talked just via, you know, email back and forth. You know, she was sending me five pictures at a time. I was sending them back to her saying, yes, I'm, I like this one. No, I don't like this one. Or, you know, that's not what I was really thinking. And then, um, and we'd go back and forth like that. And then after she kind of sketched them all out, then she would, um, she started doing, adding in the watercoloring. So. Nice. Yeah. I see yeah. that. Um, I was looking at your a page with all the, with a bunch of the photos on it and it has a few of the, um, I'm just stalking you on Google right now. That's all. Um, but it has a few <laughs> of the of the black and white, you know, like original drawings. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's when that's when it became real. Is when she started sending me pictures, and I could see. Yeah. Yes, that's what Annie looked like in my head. So, um, you know, so that's kind of how it how it came about. But yeah, so I think she did an excellent job. Um, 
And as I said, her vi- what she saw the vision is what came up. And we actually were able to take out some of the words in the dialogue from the book after we we had all the illustrations. And I go then it goes to a production manager, and her and I looked at it, and we were able to take out some of the words because you could see it in the book and yeah. her illustration. So I were, we were like, oh, we don't need to add that in. So we were able to take out more dialogue and more stuff because she was able to express it in the pictures. So, um, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, it, it was, uh, it is a process. Yeah. It it is a process. When I moved to LA, I went to film school and, um, you know, just only scratched the surface of like learning what like picture and words together, like, you know, what they can do, you know, and how they complement each other and how if you say something in words like you were just saying, you don't sort of need to say it in the pictures and vice versa, you know, like once you start putting pictures to things, you you only need like half the words. Um, It's uh, it's pretty interesting process. And your brain puts it together without thinking. That's the funny part. Like when you're when you're watching, you don't really think about it. Well, and that was the thing. It was, she was sending me the pictures, but it wasn't until we put the pictures and the words together that we started realizing, hey, we can pull some of these words out. Because, you know, I was looking at the pictures, but, you know, as you said, you had to connect the two. Yeah. So when we started connecting them and putting the pictures with the words, then we're like, we could cut this out or, hey, let's just take out these three because you don't need to say it because you can obviously tell from the picture that that's what's going on. So um, I think she did a really good job my illustrations i was pretty i as i could said as i was getting the pictures coming through on my email and i was looking at them i could see like this is for real this is actually happening so um but it wasn't until i actually had my date the date like they said you're live that i um it wasn't till then it was still like oh anything could happen but then then it went live This is LAAF. Yeah, it's funny how you pass those milestones and you're like, well, I didn't know this was going to be real till it till it was real. It was real. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the production manager actually said you'll probably want to throw up at least once or twice the day on your launch day and she was right. I yeah. was I was sick. I was just like <laughs> so nervous that it wasn't going to happen. So, um would you do but it again? Said, or do you have any other? Uh, I mean, don't give away uh, all your great ideas right here. I but, do. I do um, actually have two other books kind of in my head. One of them is really forming, and I've kind of gone over it. As I said, Cody is Cody is Cody's home. So that and as I said, he's creative and he's artistic and all of that. So him and I have kind of bounced a couple ideas off of, of another book. Um, it would not be Annie though. We've already decided that Annie may be in the book but it would it would annie would not be the character so we've already kind of gone off so i do have a couple other book ideas in my head to do it would be a porcupine i'm surprised at how many people kids think that the porcupine is the cutest like i have kids oh she's so cute and you know it's great because they're they're relatable but they're also spiky which is sort of like i I see a lot of young people kind of going for that with their general attitude you know they want to get along but they also want to be spiky and have some i mean it reminds me of our annie because you know (laughs) (laughs) she's very cute but but when she wants to she could be spiky (laughs) 
a lot like her mother. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah. Look, so you can't. They can't see this on live, but um, the kids had a porcupine Annie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like. There's a there's a, a mascot for the book. For the book, so Annie the porcupine. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah. Um, I've had a couple people who have commented on the one on her being snarky in the book about the glitter mascara and i'm all like but that's something that annie would have said <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> she, when annie was in one of her moods when she was little so <laughs> she will be very mad if she hears this and hears us saying that she was she would get in one of those moods <laughs> oh well that's okay i'll cut that part all out <laughs> <laughs> her boyfriend would probably laugh because he'd be like yep they got her right so <laughs> Well, um, so, yeah. Well, uh, that uh, this has been great talking, and I just hope that you keep it up, you know, because, like I said, it's not, you know, uh, uh, I have a, a close uh, group of friends who I'm like following closely, who's really like making use of this time, you know. Um, so uh, another guest I've had on the podcast, Jared Reed. Um, who uh, who wrote a sci-fi book during this whole time. And it was another thing. Like It was like, wow, this idea has been in my head this whole time. I'm faced with all this time alone. I'm probably staring at the screen anyways. Like I'm a creator. I'm going to create something. So I'm just insanely proud of you. And um, I hope everyone go out and buy the book. It's super easy on Amazon. It's um, on Kindle. It's paperback, hardback. You can get a great deal on it. And it's great for any kid because, you know, if your kid's used to celebrating the holidays, then um, they, you know, they'll be interested to find out uh, how uh, how other people, you know, do do it in their families. And um, if your kid is not used to celebrating holidays for one reason or another, then, you know, it's it'll let them know they're not alone and um, they can be cool and spiky like Annie. Yes. And the best thing, though, I think out of all the questions I've had from little kids and remember, I've been teaching for 20 years. So I'm not usually surprised by things, but I actually had a kid ask me, how did I get my picture on the back of the book? <laughs> They're like, how did you get your picture on the back of the book? And I'm all like, that's magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's so. great talking to you. And um, you have, uh, well, the illustrations and other uh, goodies from the book can be found on Instagram. Am I right? Where's that at? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, as I said, I have a website, AnnieThePorcupine.com, but then you can follow me on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, and then I also have a Facebook page. And just go to AnnieThePorcupine.com, and at the bottom, you can see all the social media spots. <laughs> or search Annie the Porcupine on Amazon. Really easy to get the book and a really great read yeah. and great for any yeah. kid. Cool, Donna. Thanks for coming by. And when you do your next book, uh, come by again and, and give us an update from time to time on how the I book's will. doing. Hopefully, we'll start looking at doing that next summer, this coming summer. Excellent. Keep it up. Thank you. And there it was. It was great to catch up with my old buddy and author, Donna Newman, again. Make sure you buy, buy, buy her book on Amazon.com. It's called I Don't Celebrate Anything. If you want to support more interviews like this, please go over to Patreon, patreon.com slash LAAF. It's only a buck a month, and uh, we appreciate you all. Take care out there.